Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Um, today, we're going to be speaking to a, a lovely lady. Her name is Vernita Royal, and she's a medical social worker at Kaiser Permanente. Um, she's a long-term survivor of polycystic kidney disease, and um, um, she's told me she's in stage four. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her quest to foster and uh, potentially adopt a child. And I think her story is really fascinating because of uh, what she's learned along the way. So welcome to the show, Vernita. Well, thanks, Lori, for having me. So tell us a little bit about, now, you have polycystic kidney disease, and and when did you learn that you had that? Well, I actually learned when my daughter was 10. She's 33 now, so it's probably about 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. That you learned that you had PKD, and did any other family members have it? Yes, my daughter, I have one one biological daughter, as I said, she's 33. She has polycystic kidney disease as well as my siblings. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have a total of four. Okay. And did they all get PKD? Well, two of them we know for sure. The other ones did not want to be tested, so we're not for certain. Has anybody ever progressed to um, needing dialysis or a transplant? My sister's on peritoneal dialysis has been on it for several years, works full-time. My brother is at the point where he should be getting on dialysis very shortly, and he's seeking a transplant. And and where where are you at in, in the picture? Well, in my situation, my kidneys have remained stable over the last several years. I am in, as I said, stage four, but very stable. Um, and in fact, what I did do in regards to foster care and adoption, I did talk to three separate nephrologists about this dream that's been on my heart just to get a professional opinion about it, and each of them did not have a reason why I should not go forward. Well, and I guess really the issue is, is and I know that you, you know, have spoken to a lot of people about um, you, you have this, uh, this uh, desire to foster and potentially adopt a child, and, but then you're also single and you have an illness. And, and you know, where do you, you know, because you never know when the other shoe will drop and you get sick, but I think a lot of people um, think that. So tell us about your journey in coming to decide that this was the right choice for you. Okay, well, as I said, the first thing was to just check with my medical professionals, and once they said that it wasn't a problem, because one of the doctors explained to me that there's many parents that are already parenting with disabilities or with illnesses, and they found a way to do it and do it very well. Um, But what I did do is I began to research um, various things that I can do, various support systems I could put in place to make my dream a reality, so... I spent quite a bit of time building up support systems through friends, people in my church. I found support groups. Embracing the Adoption and Foster Care is one that supports people that are who want to adopt, and they have rallied around me so that if there was ever a need, say, for an example, to have a surgery or if I was sick for an extended period, they would come to my home and help me with meals and help me with a child. So I built up 
quite a bit of a support system. And th- I think that, you know, that's so important because you need you need that when you get a transplant, too. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a, a, a you know, you, you need support when you have an illness or you have children or you have pets. I mean, it's it's a, um, it's so important. So tell us a little bit about going through the process of a con- contacting the uh, foster care adoption agency. And, you know, what did, what questions did they have? I'm really interested about their thought process. Okay. Um and actually, just a little bit of background information, I am a former adoption and foster care social worker, so I, I did know the process. Um, okay. It's a little bit different when you're on the other end. So one thing I did right up front is I met with the director, and I, I did tell her about my health condition, and I asked her if she felt that this would be um, anything, you know, that I would not be able to go forward with my dream. And... What she explained is that, you know, I do have to have a physical from a doctor saying that, confirming that my medical situation would not be detrimental to parenting a child. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the first things I did. I did get a a physical and confirmation from the doctor that my kidneys are stable and that it was okay to go forward. Um, Other things that I did with the agency is we had a very thorough training process. After that, there's the home study process, which can take four to six months or so, but it's basically where you undergo a background check. Your home is checked for safety. You just have to meet certain state licensing mandates, um, you know, such as having a fire extinguisher, first aid kit, just different things to make your home safe. The child has to have their own room. So once that's done, um, it's just a matter of waiting for approval for the home study process and then being matched with a child. Um, well, your kidney situation could change, but if you did have to go on dialysis or seek a transplant and you've had a foster child for six months, they're not going to, if you're still able to take care of the child, they're not going to remove the child. Was that ever brought up? No, that wasn't brought up. And in my case, um, my desire is actually to adopt. And so how it works is the child does come into your home under foster care for a minimum of six months just to make sure that everything's going well. After that, we can petition the court for adoption. So my dream was always to adopt and have a child. But I kind of looked at it like with the daughter that I raised, now 33, there were periods of times where I had the flu or where I may have had to have you know, someone may have needed a surgery or different things come up. So I just looked at it like that's where I would access the support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, at this, as we speak, I'm in the process of um, finding a roommate, um, renting one of the rooms so that I will have, a, you know, an additional support, someone who also has a dream that loves children and wants to help so that if I do have to, you know, have a surgery, I'll ask her to, you know, make some meals and help me out during that period of time. So it's not just me alone mm-hmm. doing this. Kind of team parenting, that's what I call it. No, I mean, you know, it is. It takes a village, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, can you explain a little bit, you know, why this is so important? You know, because I think, I, you know, when you shared this message to me about, you know, fostering and to potentially adopt somebody, is that, you know, um, we have to do what makes our hearts sing when, you know, regardless if we have an illness or not. And I think more so when you have an illness. 
um, you have to have a purpose. I mean, I know you have a, a, a wonderful job and you help a lot of people, but what was the motivation to really, you know, pursue this at this time in your life? You know, Lori, I think it was twofold. Um, working in the child abuse field, very few of the children that were removed from their parents because of drugs, because of mental illness, alcohol, were not able to reunite with their children and they were they lingered in foster care. There's 120,000 children right now in the United States in foster care, many of them in need of a permanent home. Right now, there's 58,000 kids in California alone in foster care. So just knowing that there were children in need, that was one motivating factor. But the other thing is just for the last, I guess, five, six, seven years, it's all I could think about every day. I would just, I just believe God put it on my heart because I would just every day think about if I could just parent a child, if I could just find a way to do it, and that's where I began to start thinking and asking and trying to find ways to make this work. Well, and it is. I mean, it's it's such it's such a, a noble thing to do. And um, and do you get to pick like what age range you want, or how how does that work? Yes, a part of the home study, the social worker will ask if you have a preference of the sex of the child, the age range. For myself, I requested a child that was school age, and that's because of the energy level. I knew that a toddler and infant wouldn't be a good match for me. You can also um, have a preference with what ethnicity you feel you're better able to parent, So, as, as well as behaviors, what behaviors that you can um, handle with the child in the foster care system. And give an example of a behavior. Well, there are some children that have learned to survive because of being removed from their family. So there might be a child who does some lying. They might do some stealing. Um, there are children who have been exposed to drugs because of the parents. So they might have some hyperactivity, some attention deficit problems. In fact, that's fairly common with children in the foster care system. Well, yeah, because they've been neglected. I mean, you know, it's it's just tragic to think that, you know, you just, your start in life is, you're not given very good cards. <laughs> yes. And that's, so uh, tell us where you're at now and um, uh, what does the future hold for you in fostering a child and potentially adopting? Yes, I, I'll be happy to tell you that. And I also just want to briefly throw in while we're talking that there are a lot of myths too with adopting. Um, a lot of people don't realize that you can be single and adopt. I am a single person. Um, they think that you need to own your own home. I don't. I rent at this point. And they also think you need to have a lot of money. People don't realize that there is a stipend that comes with children in the foster care system. You'll all, you'll actually receive a monthly stipend to help with their needs as well as Medi-Cal insurance for them. Um, so having said that, where I'm at right now, um, it was just a week ago I was I received a phone call that there was a child that's a good match for me, meaning the age and the behaviors and things like that that I felt like I could parent. There was a child who met this criteria. Um so I was able to they do they do, do it very fairly quickly, so I was able to meet this child and we are in what's called placement steps at this time where she has just moved into my home. Wow. We're getting to know each other. I'm on a bonding leave from my job, and we're just 
getting to to know one another. So I'm very excited about it. And it's this, you know, Bernie, I have to say that's just absolutely lovely. It, it really is. It, it just makes my heart sing. And, you know, you're making a difference in, you know, a, a young girl's life who, you know, obviously you have so much love to give to people that, you know, you want to share it. And that's a wonderful gift. And, you know, it is. It, it You know, I often hear from people who have kidney disease, like, oh, you know, they're unhappy and, you know, they, they don't feel like they have a purpose. And I really believe you have to make your own purpose. You know? What's funny about that is that all these years I wondered, you know, am I crazy? Should I do this thing that's on my heart? So now I'm a week, maybe a week and a half into the process. And it's very interesting because before this, I kind of felt purposeless and I would focus on my, um, I do get tired from time to time and I would focus on that. But now that she's here, it's, Every day I'm just, you know, playing and cooking and we're walking the dog and we're just talking and laughing and I feel more joyful and I do feel like I have a purpose now. So I do believe I made the right decision. Well, you know, there's the secret to happiness and, you know, there's a lot of different books out there, but the secret to happiness is being appreciated. And, you know, I bet you this little girl just appreciates you so much of what you're doing for her. And, you know, you wake up with a purpose to help somebody else. And, you you know, I mean, if you have a chronic illness and you have too much free time on your hands, it is a disaster. Um, you have to keep yourself busy because um, in, in any capacity, if it's a craft or reading or taking care of your grandkids or whatever you're doing, you know, I mean, you have to keep yourself active. Even though I wake up every morning and I have arthritis and I ache, but, you know, you get up and move because if I didn't, I would be depressed. And and, and that's, you know, that's what the gift is of kids and pets and you know, family or being involved in the local community um, is to just help others as best you can, no matter what your circumstances are. I'm definitely busy now. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're going to, the next time I see you, you're going to like, I need a nap. I'm sleep deprived, but I'm so happy. Yes. Thank you. You know, well, Vernita, thank you so much for sharing your story about your decision to adopt, um, you know, to foster, to potentially adopt. And, you know, maybe this will give other people listening um, food for thought that this is an option for them. I mean, you know, you can always adopt animals and, you know, who, who knows, you know, you can maybe have a foster child and end up having a new family member. So, um, it, you know, there's a lot of options to people to go out and make a difference. So thank you, Vernita, for making the world a better place. You're welcome, Lori. May I add just one more you little You certainly tidbit? can. Well, I just want people to know that in my case, I've chosen to work part-time because um, the audience might be thinking, well, that's a lot you're, you have this situation, health situation, you're working full-time and a child, but in my case, I do work part-time, so that also helps, and the other thing that I have done, um, my my older daughter, my 33-year-old, she is, um, she's a teacher, so she talked to me in advance about doing things with um, the child that just entered my home, just letting her know, you know, being honest, letting her know, you know, sometimes mom will get tired. And on those days, what are things that you can do? So we talked about having coloring books, having favorite reading books, and other types of things, maybe a favorite fun video. So on the days I get tired, we have a plan already in place. So I right. think that might be a helpful tip. No, it is. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, I have to say, and I'm not an expert on this topic. I don't have any kids. But 
I know that sometimes when you don't have anything to do, that's when you become the most creative as a kid. There were a lot of times when I was had, you know, nobody to entertain me and I had to figure out and I ended up making Barbie houses out of records and raiding the you know, linen closet with all the towels so I can make beds and, you know, create forts. And I mean, you know, you know, kids can't entertain themselves. And it's it's a gift to be able to entertain yourself. So um, I think that's wonderful. And uh, thank you again, Vernita. And uh, we look forward to hearing, you know, how this goes in the future. So please let me know. I will. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.